Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, hey everyone, welcome back to the show. It's almost the end of February, it's the 24th. It is the 24th, and if I'm correct, let me go check. This episode is going to mark the, the 160th episode. That's awesome. Been going long, been going since what? March of, March of 2016. Been going since March of 2016. And we're almost going to have 160 episodes and nearly 7,500 downloads. Woohoo! Anyway, though, enough of that. Let's get on with the news. U.S. buyers are paying more than 44000 on average for full-sized pickup trucks. Consumer Reports doesn't recommend these six models anymore. Don't really care about that at all. 1,000 horsepower 2018 spec Toyota Corolla drift car sells for 46000 Ooh, that's bad. I mean, that's a lot. That's a, that's a ridiculous amount for a Corolla, sure. But for a 1,000 horsepower drift car, that would be at the bargain bin in Dollar Tree for less than a dollar. That's crazy. Citroen C5 Aircross is betting on comfort and design to attract buyers. Fiat Fastback Concept would look much better in a Barth spec. Toyota drops Eurospec 2019 Corolla performance and economy specs. And apparently a Mega Gallery. GM extends CT6 and Impala production until January 2020. Drops Volt and Lacrosse. Elon Musk certain Tesla's fully autonomous systems will be ready this year. Korea's 2020 Genesis G90 limousine is proper Gangnam style. Apparently, it's been unveiled or, or something near enough to that degree. PSA to, and as in Peugeot, Peugeot Citroen, I guess. I don't know what the P, why it's PS and not PCA, but whatever. To produce an all-new 2020 Opel Monka X in France and confirms EV variant. VW Golf GTI TCR priced from $34,135 in the UK. Deliveries to commence in March. Just to put that in, into perspective, that's... Near enough, thirty-eight thousand dollars here, almost forty grand for a golf. I'm not saying it wouldn't be brilliant to drive. I'm not saying it wouldn't be fun, but that's scat pack levels of money. And I'm sorry, but I I think I'd rather have the scat pack. And I'm a handling guy. I like hot hatches, but I'd rather have a Challenger scat pack. BMW M2 CS shows more of its secrets while testing in the Swedish snow. Washing your Honda Ridgeline might cause it to erupt in flames. Let's check that. We'll check that out, actually, in the second part. But anyway, Tesla preparing to launch leasing options for the Model 3. Talks over fuel economy standards break down in the U.S. Bugatti reminds us of the story of the legendary Type 57 SC Atlantic. Rivian files patent for a removable auxiliary battery that sits in a pickup's bed. Ford investigating overestimated gas mileage and emissions claims. Cadillac's Blackwing Twin Turbo V8 comes to 97000 Comes to, to the $97,000 CT6 Platinum. Tesla Model 3 loses consumer reports recommendation over reliability issues. Production spec rough CTR anniversary coming to Geneva. Can the Bugatti Chiron impress a NASA astronaut? I guess it's a video, so uh, I haven't watched it yet. BMW and Daimler join forces and invest $1 billion in Uber Rival. Lego writes historical wrong, builds a 1967 Ford Mustang GT creator set. 
2020 Chevrolet Corvette C8 Convoy braves the elements during California testing. Porsche Taycan Sport Turismo adds a dash of practicality and style. Production 2020 Audi e-tron Sportback looks less futuristic than the concept. 2020 Mercedes-Benz CLA enters production. European sales start in May. 2020 Volvo XC90 fa- XC90 sorry facelift breaks cover with current system and new software. Aston Martin says 003 Hypercar will compete with LaFerrari and Senna. New Peugeot 208 revealed in leaked images ahead of imminent debut, and I love it. I really hope they make a 208 GTR subsport version, because I'd import, I'd import that mess. Cooper Formentor Concept Previews High Performance Hybrid SUV, and it's one of, I firmly believe it's one of the best looking things in the whole VAG product line, excluding Lambos and maybe some Audis, but, but okay, it's the best looking normal car in all of Volkswagen and, and company, in, you know, in all of Volkswagen and Friends' lineup, but across multiple brands. I think it looks fantastic. I do. I think it looks great. Hispano Suza Magurai HS, HS1 GTC is a new supercar from an old brand. Woman awarded $37 million after Odyssey crash left her a quadriplectic. Honda appeals. Honda says it will vigorously appeal the decision as the Odyssey complies with federal safety san- standards. McLaren will launch 18 new cars by 2025, including the P1 successor we haven't actually been waiting for. Because, you know, it's gonna be... We have the speed tail. <laughs> That's good enough. Nissan Altima recalled over rear doors that could open unexpectedly. Again. EU Automotive Association warns against Trump's proposed car tariffs. 2020 Nissan Juke will remain funky despite switch to new platform. As long as it's good. There's nothing inherently wrong with funky, but it has to be good. That, that's the problem. 2019 VW Multivan 6.1 heralds major tech update from Transporter Family. I guess you could say they transported the tech. Ah, ah. <laughs> 2020 BMW X6 M prototype lets us take a first peek inside. 2019 Mazda, Mazda, Mazda Speed 3 looks so good in this render, it hurts. Unfortunately, it's only a render, but I would like to see a Mazda 3 MPS. Mitsubishi teases Engelberg SUV again, announces Eurospec L202 for Geneva. Geely's GE11 Global Electric Sedan revealed in official and leaked photos. 2020 Porsche 911 GT3, take a look at that rear wing, and wow, that's a wing. That is properly a wing. Renault details Geneva show stand will bring new Clio, Twingo, and special Dacias. Porsche might be developing a six-cylinder Boxster for the masses. I hope so. Ferdinand Peaches, sorry if I got your name wrong. Sun joins the automotive world with Mark Zero Concept. I really, really, really like that. It's, it's kind of got the shoulder lines of uh, almost like a Viper, almost like a Gen 5, with the kind of stout shoulders. And it's kind of got that cam tail sort of rear end, you know, so the, so the sides of the car, they sort of extend past where the actual rear end and the taillights are and the, the sides of the bodywork fold under that. I don't know. It looks great. It looks great. I really like it. Well, the rear end, this shot does, the rear three-quarter shot. German prosecutors target Daimler with new diesel probe. Oh, no. Well, I say, oh no, then again, I don't really care for Daimler because they absolutely, they gave Chrysler the short end of the stick, to put it that way. Lyft first ride hailing firm to launch IPO in the week of March 18th. 
2019 Mazda 3 hatchback launched in the UK from 20,595 pounds. New Audi SQ5 diesel unveiled with 342 horsepower mild hybrid TDI. New Mercedes AMG A45 will be available in 383 horsepower and 416 horsepower versions. Hyundai teases spicier Tucson N-Line and new hybrid powertrain. Ooh, I'd like to see that. Kia's new electric concept promises futuristic looks and lots of performance. Peugeot 508 Sport Engine Engineered Concept has 800 has all-wheel drive and does 0 to 100 kilometers in 4.3 seconds. Mercedes confirms SLC slash SLK's death, and we bid our farewells. Not a, it's not a bad small convertible, but I honestly I never really cared for the SLK. And you could argue that I should because that car was the basis for the Crossfire hardtop and convertible, but. I think the 90s one's probably my favorite because it's, I think that looks the best. It just needs an AMG version and it'll be perfect. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. I will see you all after the break. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. We are back once again. Lamborghini Trono is a cross between Torzo Moleno and a Huracan. And, uh, I mean, it, it looks interesting, but it to me, it's just a big mess. It's a big mess. Next, Lexus IS might get the Supra's BMW sourced straight six. Overfinch claims its Range Rover body kit is minimalist. We absolutely beg to differ. I mean, it might be minimalist for Overfinch and definitely... And certainly when compared to other body kits, but I'm not so sure I'd call it minimalist. Chevy's vehicle locate app will send automated text when you arrive and leave a destination. Netflix's new F1 series promises a proper behind-the-scenes look. Volvo's Made in the USA S60 is coming to Europe. Let's look at this 208. Ooh. Okay, not a big fan of the dash. I kind of like the steering wheel. It's very, it's very futuristic looking. Rest of it, though, or the rest of the interior, though, mm, not really. It's almost, um, it's too complicated. It looks like a design study. And not, not to say that design studies are bad, but it just, to me, it looks too much like a concept. Like someone took a concept and said, yeah, let's go overboard. Let's go overboard with this because we can. It, not, not really a fan. Time to get on to a Nissan article, or Nissan recall, I should say. Two years ago, Nissan called back certain 2015-2017 Ultima sedans in the U.S. over a very serious concern. Rear doors that could open without any warning while the vehicle was on the move. Now, they're recalling the exact same batch because of the same problem. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, states that there are 341,003 units of the potentially affected cars. There's only two less... That's only two less than before, which means that they have either miscalculated the numbers or that only two of them were actually repaired. Highly likely. Hi, sorry, highly unlikely, but possible. It's estimated, however, that only 1% of said cars suffer from this condition. 
In the affected Ultimas, the door latch lock cable might not have been routed properly in the rear door the first time the cars were recalled and could interfere with the window regulator. If this happens, then the passenger door could open without any warning upon lowering the rear window. This would pose a very high risk of injury for occupants sitting, in the, sitting at the back. Probably sitting in the back was the way they meant to, right? Nissan has advised dealers to secure the latch lock cables in the correct position. The recall began earlier this month, and owners have already been contacted by February 11th. Those who haven't heard from the automaker, though, should get in touch with the brand's customer service at 1-800-647-7669 or the NHTSA hotline at 1-888-327-4236. And set up an appointment with an authorized dealer to have their cars repaired free of charge. Once again, that's Nissan's customer service at 1-800-647-7669 and the NHTSA's hotline at 1-888-327-4236. Ooh. Sorry, I'm looking at that at that peach car. I'm sorry if I got your name wrong again. I really like that. That's kind of, it's almost like a, in a way, I kind of feel like it's almost like a modern Volvo P1800. Not as much as Volvo's actual p1800 revival concept thing but i'm getting a similar sensation from looking at that or a similar i hate to say the word but vibe from looking at that in fact give me a second i need to look up i don't think vibe's gonna be in thesaurus but if i hope it is let's see impression there we go it's giving me a similar impression there we go much better if you guys want to know why i don't like the word vibe i feel like it's made up i mean i guess perhaps it is a word but you have impression why not just say impression? I mean, I'm kind of one of those people like, oh, vibe, hipster word. It's just, ew. <laughs> Let's see what this range Oh, I mean, it is fairly minimalist. Honestly, when compared to many other body kits. Actually, yeah. I mean, it's not, minimalist isn't the right word. Understated, though, is a bit, is a bit better. It's, it's, I mean, the wheels are kind of extreme, but overall, I don't know. I don't know, I'm not feeling that it's, you know, overly extreme or anything like that. I mean, except for the rear tailpipes or exhaust pipes. Not bad. Oh my gosh. Wow. So I'm looking at the Genesis G90 and holy legroom. Holy legroom. Wow, that's gorgeous. I like how they didn't show the front part of the car. They didn't show where the, where the, where the driver drives at all. They didn't show any of the dash, just all the rear seat, which makes sense. If you have a car like that, you're not really going to want to be... You're not going to want to drive it because you're just going to want to sit in the back. But that's crazy. Let's talk about the Ridgeline. Honda has issued a recall for the 2017 to 2019 Ridgeline due to an issue with the fuel pump that could lead to a fire. According to the automaker, the fuel pump feed port can crack when it comes into contact with cleaning agents, including car wash soap and other acids. If the feed port were to crack, the SUV could catch on fire. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, specifically mentions that water and soap can accumulate in the trunk bed, sorry, in the truck bed, when the vehicle's being washed. This water could then drain towards the fuel tank and fuel pump. In total, there are 106,682 Honda Ridgelines affected by the recall across the U.S. Honda will fix the issue by replacing the fuel pump and fitting a fuel pump cover, if needed, free of charge. The recall is expected to begin on May 7th, and Ridgeline owners can contact the Honda customer service line at 1-888-234-2138. Once again, that's the Honda customer service line at 1-888-234-2138 to see if their car is among those affected. The 2019 model year Ridgeline reached U.S. showrooms early Sorry, reached showroom floors in early March last year and can be purchased from $29,990. Oh, okay, that's just 
stuff about the Ridgeline that's not pertaining to the recall. Montblanc luggage set for BMW 8 Series costs more than a Ford Fiesta, which means it's not worth it. Audi slides down on a snowy hill, takes a Durango with it. <laughs> GM putting $20 million into Romulus plant to build more 10-speed transmissions. 2020 Audi RSQ4 makes spy debut and may get over 400 horsepower. New Kia XC teased. Crossovers coming for Ford's Focus Active. New Mercedes CLA shooting brake concept EQV and GLC facelift confirmed for Geneva. U.S. Transportation Department derails California high-speed rail project. Cancels $929 million in funds. That was a waste of money! The state of California wanted to finish building a 520 railway system by the year 2033. Hopefully we haven't just lost 929 million in dollars. And, you know, they're going to get re rerouted somewhere, but good grief. Alfa Romeo officially confirms something new for Geneva. Honda could build the next generation Civic hatchback in the U.S. Enhance the looks of your Audi with the new Vorsprung and Black Edition packs. Kind of lame. 2019 Jeep Wrangler gains four-cylinder petrol option in the UK. EU imposes a 30% reduction in truck CO2 emissions by 2030. The plan will be reviewed again in 2022, and an interim 15% reduction has been set for 2025. And everyone complains that, and everyone says that, oh, cars are the reason for global warming and blah, 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 we need to do that. Yet they're reducing, I don't know the full context of this, and I will read it, but they're reducing truck CO2 emissions by 2030. How is that supposed to help? That just undermines saving the earth. Anyway, I'm going to stop here. I'll see you all after the break. The first thing will be that article. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. Hey, 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 we are back. Once again, let's see. Hold on. I thought I had another recall. So, okay, I don't have another recall. Oh, right. That's what I said I do. <laughs> All right, let's read that article. The European Union has agreed to reduce emissions of CO2 from new trucks and buses by 30% by the year 2030. Reuters reports that the European Parliament and the Council agreed to the changes in the early hours of Tuesday morning. In a statement, the European Commission said they will set an interim target of 15% reduction in CO2 emissions by 2025 and confirmed that incentives will be offered to manufacturers building low and zero emissions trucks. Moreover, the 2030 target will be reviewed in 2022. For the first time, binding CO2 reduction targets for trucks at the EU level, including a clear stimulus for zero and low emission trucks, green lawmaker Bass I'm not even going to try and say your last name, sorry, said that person. The EU do doesn't currently have limits on emissions from heavy-duty vehicles, despite the fact that it agreed to reductions in emissions for passenger cars and vans in December. The bloc of 28 countries aims to slash greenhouse emissions by at least 40% below 99 
1990 levels by 2030 as part of the Paris Climate Accord. Trucks make up less than 5% of the vehicles on the road, but account for 22% of vehicle emissions, environmental campaigners say. The European Automobile Manufacturers Association replied that if the EU really wants to encourage truck manufacturers to build zero emissions vehicles, they have to improve charging and refueling infrastructure, which currently supports very few commercial vehicles that are electric or run on hydrogen. Refueling stations for trucks powered by natural gas are also hard to come by. Oh, okay. So they're actually doing good. So they're saying, wow, okay, boneheaded moment by me. But So they're actually saying that we need to reduce the emissions made by trucks. Not that we're going to reduce the require. Not that we're going to make the requirements easier to hit. That's not what they're saying. Okay, that's good. The EAMA, the auto, the European Automobile Manufacturer, that stuff, they are right. They got, they have to get the infrastructure. That, you know, that's what really bugs me about a lot of this stuff. Uh, about a lot of this kind of, oh, we got to save the planet, whatever. It's like, okay, fine, but you got to make the infrastructure. You, no one, you can't just make the cars and then not have the infrastructure because that's not going to go well. You're going you're gonna to have too many cars and not enough energy to go around. So people are going to buy those cars. They're just going to buy what they've been buying in bulk, or at the very least, it'll just be best. They'll just be buying the mass majority of what they've been buying for the last hundred plus years. Gasoline vehicles. Make the infrastructure. Then perhaps people will come. Anyway, Koenigsegg wants to build thousands of vehicles a year and rival Ferrari. Skoda Vision IV concept interior previewed ahead of Geneva debut. Sauber F1 will lend its expertise to Alfa Romeo's road cars, or maybe not. Honestly, I don't really care. I mean, look at how the Giulia and the Stelvio turned out. They turned out fine without, you know, Sauber's help, so I don't really care. Aston Martin's son of Valkyrie hypercar will do the Norse gods proud. Mercedes sends off SLC with new final edition. Is it the end of an era? Ford's South American shakeup includes plant closure, end of commercial, and end of commercial truck business. That's a shame. That's a darn shame. Especially considering we what we just got that new that new Ford commercial vehicle that's basically that's essentially based on a, a truck from more than ten years ago. Devil's 16 Extreme hypercar with with up to 5,007 horsepower has a two-year waiting list, and is also completely fake. 2024 escaped to have three engines, including a three-cylinder engine. Your Audi will now tell you how fast to go to avoid red lights. Basically, your Audi's gonna condone a level of speeding. <laughs> $35,000 Model 3 with standard battery vanishes from Tesla's website. 2019 Model 3 first reviews are in, and they praise its handling and quality. This is Peugeot's new pickup truck from China. A re a remastered Changgang. It looks the headlights look like they're from a Colorado. That's what they look like. These are Britain's most stolen and recovered vehicles in 2018. Speedcore's 1970 Dodge Charger Tantrum is a 1,650 horsepower 9-liter devil looking for a home. Electric Volvo trucks become a reality as first customer deliveries begin. Tesla slams into infinity after running red light at 128 miles per hour. Ferrari 488 Pista shows who's the boss on track against GT3 RS and 600 LT. I'm surprised it beat out a GT3 RS. Kia starts production of new 2020 Telluride in Georgia. GM investing 300 GM investing 36 million, sorry, at Lansing Delta Township for future crossover production. Audi e-tron conquers steep ski slope thanks to additional motor and studded tires. BMW bringing new 7 Series 330e X5 X-Drive 45e and more to Geneva and all of those are well 
The X5 one is a mouthful. They really need to slim the names down. Good grief. Car sales decline in China for seventh straight month. Daimler and BMW to launch joint mobility company on February 22nd. Subaru Visiv Adrenaline Concept looks like a boldly style compact SUV. Citroen Ami 1 Concept is an all-electric 4-2 rival. Toyota Prius C getting the boot to make way for Corolla Hybrid. Porsche creates vinyl records for tire from tires of Le Mans winning 918 Hybrid. That's cool. That's insanely cool. Tesla's romance mode will make you hot under the collar. <laughs> Tesla gets romance. Tesla gets romantic. Turns on the fireplace and puts on Marvin Gaye love songs. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I love that, but that's insane. That get I think that's the kind of stuff that'll get more people into cars, especially kids. Well, not that not for kids, but still. Because, you know, I kind of feel like in part, you know, people aren't getting well, kids aren't getting into the automotive industry as such, because it's kinda of like a to me, the automotive industry doesn't stretch much outside of pop culture. Or outside of its own culture. And you know what I mean by that is there's a bunch of obscure and not so obscure references within the motoring world, but outside of the motoring world, they might as well be the most obscure references known to man. Out, you know, outside of Top Gear, and you know, the great thing about Top Gear is it sort of it was like a pop culture version of the automotive industry. You know, just nerdy enough to get car guys interested, but interesting enough and pop culture enough to get normal people interested, because it was about the cars. Yeah, but they did. But they did sort of non-car-ish stuff with the cars. Or they didn't do traditional stuff with the cars. They made it interesting to normal people by taking on huge journeys and $5,000, you know, like the Bolivia special and the African special and that sort of stuff. They made it interesting to normal people because they didn't get, you know, extremely nerdy and say stuff that really only car guys would understand because that stuff, that stuff alienates normal people. And so having having stuff like the James Bond, uh, James Bond, whatever it was in the in the Model S, and I think you know more things like that, you know, st stuff that's not just car, you know, references that are in the car, but like the Viper has a outline of the Nurburgring in in one of the rubber, I guess in one of the rubber, not rubber mats, but in one of the rubber inserts in the door in the in the door pocket or whatever. Okay, that's really cool. And it actually has a Laguna one, I think, behind the cup holders. Again, really, really cool. But that's stuff only car guys are going to care about. And, and that's kind of my thing. The, that, that's the perfect way to say it. The car, the automotive industry, so they make stuff that only car enthusiasts are going to care about. When it comes to sort of, you know, cool, geeky, geeky like, Easter egg sort of stuff. That's the kind of stuff only car guys are going to care about. And normal people, they're not really going to care because they're not, you know, they're not going to know the detail or the passion. Or you know, they're not going to care about that reference. And, and you know, part of me does, if some of you are like, yeah, but I mean, you know, why, you know, why should we have to sort of normalize ourselves to get people interested in cars? And, and in a way, I kind of agree with that mentality. You know, in fact, that's probably half of what I feel, you know, because that's like, you know, our references aren't, they're not, not all of them aren't that obscure, not that hard to understand. You know, we shouldn't have, you know, non-popular Non-popular hobbies shouldn't be ostracized as weird. You know why the mess are you interested in that? Because why the mess is anyone interested in anything? Because why not? And people can be. You know, on the other hand, I do think that the automotive industry can sometimes get a bit too a extremist, but b nerdy for its own good. You know, like oh, this is really obscure car, really obscure reference that absolutely no one, 
you know, relatively normal car enthusiasts and general populace alike are going to understand. The automotive industry, I'd say, is pretty approachable. But that's, that's speaking as someone who's in it and is fairly knowledgeable. I don't know how, I don't know how approachable or unapproachable the automotive industry is, but it could, but perhaps it could be more approachable. You know, because people are like, oh, hey, look at the Batmobile. Oh, car guys are interested in, you know, Batmobile stuff or, or, uh, Christine. Okay. But to the rest of us, you know, we're like, you know, we don't care. Batmobile's cool. Sure. Christine. Okay. Cool flick about a haunted car that kills people. That's cool. But we're, you know, but we're more like Steve McQueen, Fast and Furious, although that's, you know, baby driving, the stuff that's actually, you know, the stuff that's actually about cars, not just stuff that features a cool car in it. Because that's what Batman is, okay? It's not about the car. That just features a cool car in it, or Speed Racer, and that's that's me, or Initial D, or whatever, you know. When it comes to car enthusiast entertainment, you know, we're not, and I'm not saying that some of us don't like Batman, but what I'm saying is, we don't, we're not, I don't think a good portion of us are necessarily going to care about something just because it has a cool car in it, you know, this side of James Bond. You know, we care more about if it's, A, if the car is part of the story, or, you know, something that involves the car more in the actual, in the actual story plot, whatever, than just being a means of transportation, i.e. the Batmobile. You know, that has gadgets and stuff, but no one really cares about Batman for his Batmobiles. They care about Batman because he's Batman, and that and that's kind of the difference. And I think that that might be you know where this misconception, you know, because you know, normal people are like, oh, that looks like a Batmobile <laughs> and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, you normie. <laughs> it's like that, you know, that's such a bore. You know, that's such a boring comparison. I'm not saying there aren't cool Batman Batmobiles, certainly, and there are a lot of car guys that like the Batmobile uh, and think some cars do look like Batmobiles and wish that some cars would look more like Batmobiles, but. You know, that, that kind of stuff is as close as normal people are ever going to get to caring about cars. Batmobile, Christine, James Bond, maybe Fast and Furious, because that's a bit bit of an action flick, except for maybe uh, Fast 8. But still, that's as close as, that's as, close as normal people are ever going to get to actually caring about cars. And, and, you know, it's a bit of a shame. And so Top Gear, Top Gear was sort of like the antithesis to that. They actually cared, you know, cars was part of the show. it was the point of the show but it didn't alienate normal people from being able to 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 be entertained but they were entertained through cars but not in an extremely as i suppose jeremy would say in a car boorish kind of way it streamlined cars to make it i'd say a more interesting to normal people not that cars aren't interesting but you know what i mean and make it more accessible to normal people and and you know that's again that's kind of a shame you know sort of as with anything if it's new, you're not really going to want to get into... Some people, anyway. I think the majority, but there's definitely going to be a good subset of people that want to get into the nitty-gritty. But, you know, other people are like, okay, well, let's just see how this goes, and then I'll start learning more and more and more about it. And Top Gear was a very approachable way to do that. Enough information, enough technical for normal people to actually learn something about cars, whether true or not. And, but all, again, but still, the point of it was just enough about cars to please car guys. And that, that's what was great. And so, you know, unfortunately, outside of Jeremy James and Richard being a huge part of the show, and I think that's why some people dropped it, I think the new Top Gear, as much as I appreciate the fact that they're getting their ear, because I, I prefer that, I think that will push some people away. Because now it's more about the cars, more and more about the cars, and, le- and perhaps a little bit less about, you know, Grand Tourish style shenanigans. And like I said, you know, that's a darn shame. You know, striking that balance between... Making making a show car centric enough to please car guys, but not so much to where it's going to bore normal people is not is not an easy balance. But I think Top Gear really 
they really had a, a brilliant mix due you know due to the due to the presenters really because they knew how to you know they were interesting enough as people to make you want to watch and they also didn't get too sort of too far gone except for except for James May actually he he did it was perfectly car centered enough to keep car guys happy and normal and normal enough to be approachable to you know the mass subhumans to watch without getting completely bored Anyway, I guess that's it for my rant today. I hope you all enjoyed. I will see you soon. And if you're listening on, or watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And if you do subscribe, hit the little notification bell. That way you'll be notified of all my uploads. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.